to Minding My Business. This is a platform created for women who are wanting to elevate their business, their mindset, and their life. If you want to catch these episodes live, tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Instagram at Tanya C. Oliver, where each week I'll be interviewing a powerhouse guest. So welcome everybody tuning in. We're just waiting for our guests. Welcome to Mining My Business with myself and... Daniela. (laughs) We're going to have a very special guest on today. She is a powerhouse and I feel like it's such perfect timing having on Dr. Shannon because people are feeling a little crazy and she's going to just drop some amazing diamonds on us on how to operate at peak performance regardless of what you're going through and here she is now so let's have her on we work really hard to bring on these powerhouses hello hi guys hello gorgeous how are you we're doing good. We're getting ready for all these events coming up, and we're just so grateful to have you. For those of you that don't know what's going on, just in case you feel it, we just started a retrograde. So for those of you that are like, you guys sound a little crazy, doesn't matter because you're feeling crazy. That's why we brought on Dr. Shannon today. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm here for. <laughs> yes, but today, besides getting into you know some tools and strategies, We also just wanted to know, like, what inspired you to get into the avenue of heart math and breathwork liberation? Because it is, I feel, such an underrated practice and Mm -hmm. life that's needed to be operating at very high levels as an entrepreneur and somebody who just wants to be the best of the best. Sure. And it's funny, too, because sometimes these most simple tools are the most effective. Um, But what inspired me was a combination of two things. Um, First, I'm married to a very high-level, successful entrepreneur. And so watching him over the years struggle in ways um, that I knew could be prevented with very simple techniques, um, I thought, okay, I've I've got to nail this down to where... I can help him. But then along that way, of course, the way the universe works, um, it slammed me down with an autoimmune disease because I then needed to go on my own healing journey because really it wasn't about him, it was about me. Um, And so uh, as I was going through the process of figuring out how to handle an autoimmune disease and ultimately reverse it, I realized, holy shit, we can heal ourselves. This is so powerful. Um, and I discovered breath work and meditation and mantra and movement um, with several different mentors and took that, took that healing process and now I'm using that with other people. Yeah, I know that, um, well, Carlos, I think that's how I met at the Thrive event. Your husband was yep. one of the persons that put it on as well as yourself and um, Carlos and a bunch of the, like these powerhouse guys, like even the men, it's so beautiful to see the men starting to do this practice. Um, Danielle has art been to it yet? Cause I think you guys all live in Arizona, right? Yeah, so we have had the pleasure of attending. Um, I actually heard your husband speak about you at um, a mastermind. Oh and yeah. We had, yeah. We had a conversation. I spoke to Ramon's event as well. Yes. I really 
in. Um, I've heard amazing things. Carlos told me about it. Just from your that. husband telling me about it. I'm super excited. I really need to do it. Yes. So, Next one. You got to come. Yeah, definitely. It's Just so powerful. I've had my own um, medical issues. And Kenya was telling me, she's like, Listen to the doctors. You can heal yourself. Yes. You have to eat better um, and just different. So I'm super interested in just going on to it. Yeah. I don't know once, I just... tap in, once we tap into ourselves, it's amazing how you realize that your body innately knows what you need. You just have to slow down enough to listen. And so often we're not listening, right? We're go, go, going. That's, that's just the nature of the world that we live in. We're constantly doing instead of slowing down and being. And I think learning to listen to yourself and tapping into that is just so critical. Yeah. What do you feel like? So I know, like, I always tell people, and I even know this for myself, I think all of us learn through experience, and that's what fascinates us of kind of being guided as they were guided or forced into certain areas. Um, sometimes it's too late when we're like red lighting. Like you said, you had developed an autoimmune disease where it made you stop and pay attention. Now, what are some signs where, I mean, operating at high levels and you guys are literally always striving to do more, be more and be excellent in every area that you guys are doing for you and your husband. You guys are literally a power couple, but it's funny how you guys just seem to balance each other. Yeah. Um, when, when you find yourself getting caught up or being pulled mm -hmm. away, what are some of your main tools or can you guide us through? I know um, it's like the somatic breath work. It's a very specific kind because people don't realize Breathing isn't just breathing. There's so many different forms. Yoga isn't just yoga. There's so many different forms. Um, what is somatic breath work? And actually, okay. I've got like, I guess I asked you like two questions. In That's one. okay. I can answer both. <laughs> so, I have a million questions. I, still know I know. So well. let's start. Let's start in the beginning. So somatic release breath work. Somatic soma, meaning body. Okay. We're using breath to clear out mental and physical blockages out of the body, okay? So my mentor, Steven Jaggers, he's amazing. Highly recommend following him. He always gives incredible content. Um, he's the one who came up with this process where you're releasing trauma, you're releasing stress from the body using your breath. So you're actually hyper-oxygenating your body and when we hyper-oxygenate, we close off that frontal lobe, this executive thinking. We're always like, what do we have to do? Where are we going next? What's my to-do list, right? We're quieting the frontal lobe so that we can get into this back primal part of the brain, the subconscious. And that subconscious is where our self-limiting beliefs are, our um, triggers, our patterns. That's where all of that lives. And that's really where we function from. 96% of the time, but we don't even realize it, right? Because that's why it's the automatic patterning that has developed since we were children. Um, so it's really powerful because you can get in there. And as we all know, the brain is rewirable, if that's even a word. All right. It is it's changeable. <laughs> you know, it is now. Diamonds um, and drops. 
Yeah, and we rewire the brain, and that's powerful. And then as we're rewiring, we're releasing all this toxic crap that we hang on to, that we've hung on to for so long. So that's to answer your question about somatic release breath work. But in terms of when I'm feeling overwhelmed, do I sit and do a somatic release breath work session every day? No, and I don't recommend that. Um, but I have realized that the premise of somatic release breath work is feeling, right? Feeling what's going on inside of us. And so when I'm starting to realize that I'm going in the red or I am doing too much or I'm feeling overwhelmed, stopping and feeling, okay, what am I feeling? And oftentimes, as you start doing that, emotion will come up. And then giving yourself permission. It's okay that, to feel these things. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. Maybe I feel sad. Maybe I feel angry. Um, what, are the, what are the underlying feelings? Feeling it. Now, give yourself permission to feel it and expressing it out. Because the, the trauma comes when we're hanging on to those feelings and that emotion, not acknowledging it, and then moving along our day right that's dangerous <laughs> that's where now it's like this boiling i think of like a pot of like boiling water and one day it boils over and we lose it um and if that can be we might lose it in health but we also might lose it with just being easily triggered you know when you're just like so irritated and everything just bugs you okay so i've really learned to be okay with feeling um uh, and and releasing and that releasing for me Sometimes it is a good cry, right? With uh, that's, There's nothing better than like a good cry, but it also can be movement, dance, exercise, writing. You have to find kind of what works for you. It's like everyone has their own little recipe. Yeah. I love how you said give yourself permission. I think a lot of people, I know for me when I was on my journey, because I was so blocked off and you know, I, I also started getting into heart math to help me heal because my heart was so closed until I realized that our heart is really where our life path is. Like that's yeah. where our, our passions and our dreams and if our heart's blocked off that we can't even be in tune with where we're supposed to go in life. And so right. it was so powerful that one part of like just giving yourself permission to feel and then to go on the journey of identifying like what is this feeling what is anger what is mm -hmm. your emotion? what is judgment mm -hmm. and it's actually really hard <laughs> it is it's when not easy I know I know and and in addition to giving yourself permission to feel then you need the permission to express too because mm. oftentimes we'll feel it and then we're like yeah I don't like that okay I'm just gonna pretend like I don't feel it anymore it's like no I'm feeling it, and now I'm giving myself permission to express it in whatever feels right. Mm. That's amazing. So I do know you and Cody actually have two beautiful children. Yes. Um, do you te teach this work to your kids? How does that work? Yeah. Absolutely. So in two different ways. Um, my daughter is 11, and she's a competitive athlete. And so this type of work is amazing for athletes. Um, getting getting her body right, right? Her, the coaches work on mindset. That's all they do, right? It's mental stuff. But it's like, no, like making sure that um, she's calm inside, right? And so I teach her little breath work tricks to do when she goes on. She's an all-star cheerleader. So when she goes on the mat, 
um, or right before her really hard tumble pass, or, you know, we have like these little tips and tricks that I've given her. Um, you know, we say, yes, I can. And then she, I tell, teach her to put the uh, tongue to the roof of her mouth, which taps into the vagus nerve to calm, mm. take that deep breath and then go. So little things like that have really helped her. My son is 13 and he has ADHD, OCD, anxiety, and is highly gifted. So um, <laughs> all of this works for him in many different ways. Um, we do a lot of stuff at bedtime. Um, we have some little like breathwork rituals or, I mean, even just driving to school the other day, uh, you know, he's like, oh, I'm feeling so anxious. And I love the fact that he's already tapped into knowing how he's feeling and he's aware and it's like, okay, what tools are we going to use to help with that? Right. So yes, I use, I use a lot of this with my kids. And well, what's amazing because when you really think about it, um, could you guys hear me? I could see that's cutting out a little bit. Yeah, it's cutting out a little bit. And then you're going into like a little circle mode. Yeah, it's thinking. Oh, okay. That's what it is. <laughs> it's okay. the circle's processing. Yes. Okay, could, am I better oh. now? Yes. I think Perfect. it's going to be. Okay, awesome. Okay. And how he... So my daughter actually as well, Annabelle, my middle child has ADHD as well. And it's kind of crazy. What's your thought on like, for example, um, medication? So why do you think it is that big pharma and just our culture in the United States punishes so much these medications on children, adults, instead of these natural ways of self-help? Because I feel I like- a child you know why do you want to get a child quick on medication at such a young age I know for me that's something that um for example the school really judged me on because I not to do medication yeah um, why do you think it is that we have that big stigma well I think you just tapped into it our school systems and society want these kids to be in a box right they're expected to behave a certain way I always give my daughter as an example because she's like the perfect student. I always say they want everyone to be a Brinley, right? They don't want the Hudson's because he questions everything. He wants to do things his way. Um, he has a hard time focusing, paying attention. Um, and, and they don't fit the mold and they don't fit in that box. And unfortunately, our school systems aren't set up to, to handle it. Um, I don't know that I would want 30 Hudson's either. You know what I mean? So I get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will say I have done all of the things. Uh, we've done all the naturopathic remedies. He's done biofeedback, neurofeedback. We're very fortunate that financially we're able to do a lot of these different things. He still needs medication to be a And so he, even this year in middle school, it's incredible. They have a counselor that brings him into a meditation room when he's feeling overwhelmed so it's like these things are slowly working their way into the classroom he has a golden pass if, he, if he's starting to feel anxious or like wants to like kind of act out he can leave the room at any time he can go run the track if he wants to get rid of his sillies that type of stuff um but i couldn't keep him out of the principal's office or he couldn't keep himself out of the principal's office you know and so sometimes you do just need that little extra help um the way the doctor explained it to me, and I will say it worked, he said, "Would you, if your son needed glasses, would you ever send him to school without his glasses? And I was like, 
well, no, you know, and he's like, well, if he needs, if he needs this medication for that period of time, just so his little brain can, you know, work the way it needs to work, you know, and so I kind of just made it okay that if he's going to be in the school system that, you know, we're going to still do all those other things, but he still needs medication for the school days. Um, but we are switching to homeschool next year for that reason. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then one more question. So Cody actually had spoken at the mastermind about how at a, before he started doing the work himself, he had a disconnect with the yeah. Was that something that you caught on to and, you know, brought it on to himself and be like, okay, because I myself, you know, have a high level entrepreneur as well. And I feel like they give so much to, you know, their surroundings, people and everything, but sometimes I'm home a little half empty. Let's, oh, know. yeah. Yeah. It's so hard for them. Um no, I mean, I, of course, I'm a wife, so I'm always like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> but I realized that in that one somatic release breathwork session, he recognized everything I'd been saying for years. He recognized that times a hundred, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's their own self-realization. It's their own journey. We're not going to, we're not going to change them. We're, we're not going to, you know, tell them how to parent or how to connect. They can't connect with other people when they can't connect with themselves. And these entrepreneurs, and I'm generalizing, I get it, but typically these successful entrepreneurs or anyone that has a busy business, um, they naturally disconnect because of our nervous system, right? Our nervous system is set to go into fight or flight. It's, that's just how generationally our nervous system works. And when we're in fight or flight, we're disconnected from ourselves. We can't disconnect with others. So bringing that nervous system down, teaching it how to be resilient, uh, there's a lot of awakening that happens and a lot of realization. And that's what happened with Cody. That's amazing. Yeah. Art actually had a color, but with um, sound healing. Yeah. Amazing. So I do know that was one of his first, like, aha moments that he's like, uh -huh. oh, hey, you're not just nagging me. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the things, too, I think people don't realize the importance of, and maybe you can explain this, is the correlation between the impact of the more that we tap into our heart, the more we're able to function in our mind. You, you, talked about, you talked about this specifically more along the lines of the nervous system and having children that are elite athletes, you being an elite, you know, you and Cody both being an elite in what you do as right. entrepreneurs um, and yeah. how the importance of the heart and how it impacts our mind. Would you be able to explain yeah. a bit more about the heart math? Because this is a term that's been around for a long time, but people are, they still haven't even heard about it. Right. So heart math, they say like your heart has its own brain. So sometimes I like to think of it that way. So that's your first brain and your, this one's actually your second brain. Mm -hmm. So science has shown that when we make decisions, it actually comes from our heart brain first, but our mind is the one interpreting it. So we automatically just assume that it's coming from this brain. Mm -hmm. um, but that clarity and that 
intuition that you're talking about. Um, being able to tap into your heart space is definitely something that's learned and something that has to be practiced. Um, and it's super easy. I typically do it when I'm driving in the car. Um, and as you're driving, um, just kind of taking note of like your surroundings, how you're feeling and start taking breaths and take breaths as if your heart is taking the breath, right? So now you're drawing attention to your heart. And with every breath, your heart is kind of expanding and compressing, expanding and compressing, right? So now you're just bringing awareness to that area. And as you do that, you'll kind of feel your whole body just like relax. It's a, it's a super calming thing to do as you're driving too, because it kind of decreases your anxiety. Tapping into that heart, now maybe we're gonna bring in a feeling, okay? And they always say you wanna bring in a feeling of like gratitude. Gratitude's one of the highest energetic things that you can feel. So when I think of gratitude, I don't just want to be like, oh, I feel grateful. Think of something that you are actually grateful for. And I typically will do like an animal. Like don't think of a person because with people, other shit comes up. Well, yeah, I'm grateful, but you know, but like my dog Boomer, like I, that love and that gratitude I feel for him is unconditional. And so that one's always really safe. So now I'm, I'm breathing in that gratitude and that love. If you, that probably only takes me one minute. Mm -hmm. If you do that every day for one or two minutes, you're going to be able to quickly, because now we're rewiring the brain, right? Those neurons are now creating a pathway that the second I think of Boomer, I'm like, oh, right? Because that neural pathway has been created. Mm -hmm. So that's where they're talking about tapping into heart, tapping into your intuition, because I'm calmer. My nervous system has been brought down. So now I can think clearer, more clearly, right? Um, but a big part of the somatic release breathwork that I also incorporate in that is it's really hard to tap into your heart. And it's really hard to tap into your intuition when there's stuff in the way. And so oftentimes we gotta go back to feeling and releasing. What do we need to get rid of? What is in our way, right? What are we holding on to? That doesn't belong to us anymore. Mm. And releasing that. Because there's usually a lot of junk in the way for all of us. Yeah. And when you say, like, that doesn't belong to us, it, I know when I was doing a lot of, like, um, hypnosis work with one of my friends who also had studied from Dr. Joe Dispenza and then heart math and stuff like that. And um, I realized I was carrying, and many people do, you know, my, my mom's stuff, my grandma's stuff, the women before her, and it wasn't even mine. The anger that I was holding inside of myself, I was like, I feel like I have so much anger, but I don't really have a reason why I have anger inside of myself. Yeah. Like it's not yours, but people don't yeah. realize like when you, I mean, I've never had children. However, both of you have, and I've no, um, that when we, when women are carrying, the baby is also taking on the memory of whatever the mother is going through on a yes. secondary level. Epigenetics, it's fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and I found that in many, many sessions where things will come up. Um, I've actually had someone who had something come up from like a great grandma 
or something. Um, and she was screaming and crying. And, and then after the session, she was like, I don't even know what that was, but it felt so freaking good to get rid of it. Because just like you said, you know, it's passed down ancestrally um, and, and we carry it and it's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So even like generational wealth, it's like generational, like emotions that aren't even yes. ours. Like why, yes. why do we need to carry them anymore? So, so what you're saying is that's the power of the work with that you facilitate with the liberation, with the somatic breath work and the heart map, yeah. able to help yeah. people release that type of cellular impressions, that cellular memory, that cellular trauma. Exactly. Ancestral and in this lifetime too. That's so scientifically proven. Remember I was pregnant with my youngest. She's two now. Um, when I would be upset at work, I would just walk away. Like I would let them know when, if anybody gets me upset, I'm going to walk away. Why? Because I read an article that says when you're upset, your body cortisone, that's actually detrimental to the growth of yes. the brain. Yes. So anytime that you're upset, pregnant, or just any emotion that you're unable to control, you're in a sense, and you know, not intentionally hurting the growth of your baby's brain, which is really crazy. And I get to think that it's not just by the growth of the actual baby, but it's also leaving those impressions within them. Yeah, exactly. So crazy. Were you able to completely reverse your auto autoimmune by doing the deeper work? So where I were you? day now like because we talked about I have, no I have no symptoms I will tell you um I got really bad case of strep in January and it went to my kidneys and some of those symptoms started sneaking back in um and but at this point now I'm like okay I know my recipe right I know what works for me and so um I made the few changes in lifestyle and then committed to doing breath work Again, I had cut that out. Um, I, I used to have someone come to my house once a week um, when I was healing. And it was just a very intense, like, hour and a half, two hours of just breath work clearing. Um, so I recommitted to doing that. And um, I, I think a week ago, the strep is finally gone. But that was since January. So, I mean, it's just because you reverse something doesn't mean things aren't going to come back. But you know you have the power to do it again. You know, mm -hmm. you always have those tools toolbox. Yes, absolutely. And I was always the believer of like, you just throw a bunch of gum and something will stick. You know what I mean? I'm like, I will try all the things and then just hope that one of them works. So, <laughs> but now I, I have a better understanding of, you know, what works for me. So what is like one of the simplest ones? Um, so we're going to the Freedom event coming up this week. And, you know, we were at Thrive. That's how we got, I got to meet you. Danielle, I think you've met, you've met, you guys have met before, before Thrive. Because yeah. I don't think you got to go to, you were at, it was, a, yeah. it was at a Phoenix event. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Going to large events, being around so many different energies, and then I know I'm a heavy empath. Danielle is an empath. I met you. I know for sure you're an empath. Like, yeah. empath, people don't even realize they 
if they're not aware, but they know they take on so much of everybody else's energy, being around large conferences, what is like an exercise you use to keep yourself within your own energy, within your own power, mm -hmm. and to not absorb everybody else's stuff? Yeah, I have a couple different ones, and it typically depends on how I'm feeling. So sometimes when I go to those events, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, anxious, I have something and I'll show you what that one is. But other times, you know, sometimes you feel kind of like drained and like low energy. And so then I have a different one that I do for that. Um, so, and before I start with, with anything, or when I'm around a lot of people, I, before I enter the room or the space, I always ask whatever you want to think of God, angels, energy, higher energy, put me in a nice little bubble, right? Cause we have this electromagnetic field around us. And I'm always very aware of keeping that bubble strong. Um, so I always start with that intention of like, okay, I'm building this bubble. I'm building this wall around me um, so that when energy comes, it's going to bounce right back, right? Because a lot of it is really just intention. Um, so if I'm feeling kind of crazy and I want to like come down a little bit, buzzing bees is what I call this one. Um, I'm pulling my hair back so you guys can see. You're actually going to plug your ears with your thumb and then just kind of rest your hands up here so you're relaxed. You're going to take a deep breath in through your nose. And then when you exhale, you're going to hum out your air and hold it out as long as you can. So it'll look like this. repeat that seven times seven why seven it, seven my mentor always did seven her name's Patricia um and that was like the magic number for her and so um it was always like seven or 13 seven minutes 13 minutes like when you're doing three seven 13 um and so you repeat that seven times and it just kind of like quiets your mind calms you down and I'll reverberate an intention so if it is, you know, um, I am calm or, you know, whatever you want to bring in. I am peaceful. What up, right? Hey, it's Tanya. I'm calling a quick timeout intermission huddle. So bring it in. I'm personally inviting you to our inner circle. It's our monthly VIP meetup with other achievers just like us. Each week, I'm teaching everything you're going to need in order to be successful, to step into the most elite version of yourself. I'm going to break this down play by play, the tools, the systems, the strategies, everything you're going to need in order to operate at higher levels mentally, physically, emotionally, and energetically. Look, we're in a season where the idea of full potential just isn't cutting it anymore. It's time to really be it now. So Click the link in the show notes and I'll see you in the inner circle. Peace. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the one that I use if I'm feeling a little like drained and low energy, which sometimes when you're traveling and you get there and you're just like, oh my God, I have to go be around all these people. Um, <laughs> is the, you know, can you guys see me? Or do I need to back up? Yeah. Hands out here to the side. Okay. Sitting up and you're going to twist. And with every twist, you're exhaling. So it's going to look like this. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> so it's like a breath of fire, right? They call it breath of fire, but with a twist, because you're, you're just kind of like moving that energy, moving that body around. 
Like a wet sponge. Yes, I love that. Another one, I'm going to show you one more for energy. I'm normally more like drained and I'm like, hey, let's pick up the pace here, people. Um, is three sniffs with a ha. So you can do it walking. I typically do it walking and you'll go, and so if you're like backstage or in a room, I'll typically, you know, kind of do like one of these. <sighs> like as you know, you're just like moving your body and getting into a rhythm. Do that for three minutes. Mm. You feel like a million bucks. So these things could be for you see people. But what happens yeah. around? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> around people, that's like the ones. I know. That's the ones I teach my kids. So that's like, there's a little trick. This point right here on your middle finger. Uh -huh. You see that? That's an acupressure point for anxiety. Mm. So a lot of times, like, no one needs to know you're doing that. I can be sitting here, and I'm holding that pressure point, right? And that automatically is going to send a signal. As I do that, I'm putting the tongue to the roof of my mouth, and I'm starting to focus on inhaling through my nose for four and out for six. You always want that exhale to be a little bit longer because we want to kick in the parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system, the calming part of the nervous system. So you want your inhale to be four and your exhale to be at least six. That's the numbers that work for me. Um, yeah, because and... some people say like so many different things and like this is how many counts, account for 10, pause, hold for four. Actually, yeah. I realize a lot of people can't even inhale for like five. No. <laughs> and if I'm stressed and anxious, I don't want to think about all the numbers. I just want to know that my exhale is going to be a little bit longer than my inhale. You know what I mean? I get panic attacks. I get um, really bad anxiety. So I know how that is. I'm not what trying to. That think... Oh my God. I'm not <laughs> trying to think specific. So I would be like, help, send help. Um, yeah. But so that's what those, that's what I use. Oh my God. You just gave us such a gem because me personally, I'm a prior. So Tanya knows this. Um, sometimes yep. I have to at the at an event and I'll be crying and people are yeah. like, hey, what's wrong? It's like, no, I'm just full of energy. Like I got yeah. this energy around me. I just get overwhelmed and you're releasing. Yeah. yeah. Now you're <laughs> yes, buzzing bees. <laughs> I, when you did that and I was just listening to you, I felt like you were one of those um, forks. You know this? Oh yes. Forks. It is like a tuning fork. You were. That's what you did. Like, I was like, I just picked it up from you. Like, I was like, yeah, he's a tuning fork. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Your electromagnetic energy yes. is a tuning fork. Well, that's probably why you're so great at what you do from what I've, I've never got to experiencing you yet. However, yes. Uh, the people that I've heard that have, you know, been to you, they were saying phenomenal things. We just. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we just, I mean, Carlos just said amazing things about you because he's been there. Um, Katya, Katya was on oh, yeah. show. She, remember? Um, I love her, yes. She loved you too. She was She was just saying, she mentioned your name. She dropped your name like probably like five times Aww. on Finding My Business, talking about the somatic breath work. Yes, it's so powerful. There, I, there is no scientific evidence behind this statement, but people say like after a um, session, they'll be like that one session was equivalent to seven years of therapy. Thank you. And I'm like, oh 
my gosh. Okay, well, it's because you're doing the work. Yeah. You're doing it. Yeah. Have you done, have you done um, traditional therapy before you got into this line of work? Oh, yeah. I've, okay. I've done all the things. My mom's a psychologist, oh. so I grew up around it. Um, but, yes, I've been in therapy. Cody and I have been in couples therapy. Hudson's been in therapy since he was three. Um, yeah, I've, I've been around it my whole life. Now, do you feel like it's because some people will say like, oh, no, I don't need therapy because now I have this. Do you, what is your belief from, of course, personal experience and then also professional considering you come from a family mm -hmm. um, of that? What is your insight on either or or both or? So I look at like our well-being as like a pie and there's all these like slivers of the pie. And I think you need you need a little bit of everything. There's not going to be one thing that helps, right? It's going to be a multitude of things. It's going to be changing your eating, changing your lifestyle, incorporating exercise, going to therapy, doing breath work. I mean, it's hard work. Like this feeling good is not easy. That's why so many people feel like shit because it's hard work, right? Um, but once you get there, the maintenance is a lot easier. Like maintaining is easier. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, I would, I would never say, um, you know, my breath work replaces therapy or all the other wonderful things that are out there to help people heal. Yeah. And I'm glad oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tanya. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I've been asking a million questions. You go. So, and how do you believe that your mind being in a good place correlates with your business? How do they go hand in hand? Cause I feel like that's the biggest thing that we push here on my business is yeah. that you be mentally strong be able to handle a business and business transactions and dealing with people would you be able to let our audience know what your views on it are yeah um i mean i think it's really hard to run a successful career when you don't have a resilient nervous system and so having a resilient nervous system gives you clarity clarity gives you intuition intuition makes you a better decision maker so i think you know, like I said, going back to clearing out those blockages, both mentally and physically, um, so that you can tap into yourself more, you can reconnect with yourself, um, really helps. In fact, there are studies that um, people that have gone through these types of processes um, and gain more clarity actually increase sales. They did, there was like some study that I read where um, people that had done it versus people that hadn't had higher sales. Than the, than the other than the control group so um i just think there's a lot to be said about um, training your nervous system to be resilient danielle i think you she's thinking. She's, she's processing <laughs> Sorry. and for the audience watching you guys we also take on um questions and comments and stuff like that so if you have any questions we definitely do acknowledge things that you hi said. carlos we see you hey carlos we're just talking about you for like a brief second <laughs> back Daniela got bumped oh. out okay oh my god my face is so, all close there we go 
<laughs> you get a lot bigger when there's only two of us. <laughs> I know. And then there, when there's one, it's like show is on. Just free. Yeah. I know. So what do you have coming up? What are the big things you have coming up? Do you have any workshops coming up around the corner or weekly? Events? I well, I'm, I have an event um, that I'm going out to in Boston. I'm going to do about 40 entrepreneurs out there. We're going to have a somatic release breathwork session there. And then I have an event coming up this summer, superhuman event, um, where I'll, I think you can sign up through that online, um, where I'll be doing breathwork at that event as well. Um, if you, yes, if I'll, um, I'll link it onto my Instagram. So if you go to my Instagram, Dr. Shannon Sperber, I'll link all these little things. Um, and then we just moved spaces. Um, so that I can start hosting group sessions monthly again, because we were in the process of moving over the last couple months, which you know is always so much fun. <laughs> um, but yes, so now I have a new event space, and I always do a breathwork session, um, group breathwork session once a month. And then I'll be scheduling one-on-ones as well. So yes, actually, you said something that that I've been talking about a lot, but I, I just love when people just enforce it and hearing it from your own perspective. Um, a lot of people, like the other day, I just started, everybody's talking about cold plunging and I'm like, I'm not ready, not ready. And then in my mind, I'm like, you're never going to be ready. It's never going to be. Yeah. So yeah. you're talking about like moving and when you make those next level moves and a lot of things that successful entrepreneurs do and high end achievers is they create convenience in inconvenient times. Yeah. Would you talk a little bit about that? And then also the power of, you know, um, I just that, I guess, I think that's just a, a powerful thing. I think that's one thing that's one of the main things that stops people is they're like waiting for a convenient time when, well, when you said that it reminded me, um, there's a book called feel the fear and do it anyways. Mm. Um, I really try, I try to live that way. And I try to teach my kids that it's like, if it's scaring you, that means you should be doing it, you know? Um, and I know that saying is kind of starting to become cliche where it's like, if, if it's, if it's scary, you need to do it. Well, it, but it's true. You know, we don't grow unless we're uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I talk about that a lot in the breath work because the breath work is uncomfortable. Um, but we have to put ourselves in these uncomfortable positions, these stressful positions so that we can grow. Um, and I think so often fear gets in the way um, of that. And so feeling that fear and doing it anyways, is just, it's a, it's a great, it's a great thing. Yeah. Danielle, I just asked uh, Dr. Shannon about creating, um, doing things when it's inconvenient, like creating convenience during inconvenient times. And uh, that's what she was just answering because I know you got bummed out. Yeah, the internet in this building has been acting up, but that's amazing. I know one of the tools that I'm actually starting to incorporate because I did start to notice that there's just been so much going on. And it's like, I cannot take time away from one section of my life to give to another I need to make everything work and everything needs my full attention and my all so I started making um, a list and incorporating just um, every time every time that I need to have like a slot of time to be able to do certain things um, just putting it into play and holding myself accountable because I feel like a lot of 
people don't hold themselves accountable mm -hmm. when it comes down to their growth. They're like, oh, it's going to come eventually. It's going to come eventually. But if you want to grow, you have to be strict on yourself. Yeah, you have to be an action taker. Mm -hmm. But For I think sure. the power of having somebody like yourself, you know, is like you, like, I know for me, I'm starting to create a support system because the thing is like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and complain. I don't have support. That used to be a limiting belief that I allowed to hold me down is I'm not supported. Well, okay. you know what? I can only support myself to so much. And if I'm trying to get to that next level growth, there's things that I do need to hire the right people in place that can yeah. push me to the next level space. Like whether it being a personal trainer or a breath work facilitator or, you know, creating a safe space for me to be vulnerable in times where I feel like I'm going to break because at times when you feel like you're going to break are the times where you're actually going to have your greatest growth. Yes. And it's so important to have the right people in place to help you with the support and the accountability. And I think that's another thing that's so important to talk about is um, being vulnerable with the right people for mm -hmm. your level growth um, and to have a strong support system in place when you don't feel strong. And that's yes. why I to create this platform of minding my business because we're human and I know there's times where I do not feel strong and I question myself and I say, can mm -hmm. I, can I handle the responsibilities that come with the leadership? Mm -hmm. You know? And I think this, this is kind of coming full circle to how we started the conversation. It's like telling yourself that it's okay to feel those things because I am human and giving yourself permission to feel. And it's funny because once you give yourself permission to feel and you, and you give yourself that permission to be human and you feel it and you express it, guess what? Now you can be an action taker, mm -hmm. right? You've acknowledged it. You felt it. You've let it go. And it's like, okay, let's kick some ass. Cause I feel like a lot of people get it confused that once you start doing the work, everything's just fine and dandy and perfect. But no, I feel like we're tested even more. I know for myself this past month, Oh, I've been tested like no other. And being able, going back to the tools, being able to know those tools and have that help for yourself yeah. when you, maybe some people don't actually have a support system and then they're, they're their only support system. Yeah. They're the only person they could count on. So being able to be knowledgeable of the things that you can do for self-help is super important. And then yeah. once you do it and you're over, you know, that bad period in time or whatever that you're going then you feel like Wonder Woman or Superman, you know, because it's something yeah. that you in the back of your head didn't believe you can do it, but you were able to overcome it. And it's only going right. to make you that much stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also come having that the, the right safe people in place. Like I know there's times where I'll call certain people and just a very few people because I really, mm -hmm. really know that they have my highest interest. Of yes. Love. Um, of course, sometimes we have to learn the hard way of discernment with people we thought were really cheering for us and they weren't, mm -hmm. um, especially during our darkest times. Yeah. Um, but that's why we wanted to create this, this platform, Minding My Business, to really celebrate women that have been on their own lane that we see doing mm -hmm. the work behind the work and you really are showing up 
and without having to say it out loud, you know? Yeah. Well, I love what you're doing. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. I'm proud of you guys. Oh, we're proud of you because the world needs what you do. What you do is so powerful and we just want to bring more awareness of the power behind this work. And, you know, I didn't realize that I think I got angry at one point in my life when I started to realize like, I've been living my whole life a lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who am I anyways? Yeah. <laughs> life is not about the 3D. Wait, now I have to study energy. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> so, oh, yes. It's just a beautiful experience, though. That's all it is. Yeah. Does anybody in the audience have any questions or anything, any specific questions? Because we wanted to create a safe space for you guys as well. Uh, yes. We love you, too. Praying for Daniela. We're all praying for everybody. <laughs> Carlos went to pray at the water. He's always in Sedona. I told him. You are the vortex. <laughs> that's right. I love the beach here. I'm in Florida, so we have... Oh, that's right. That's yeah, amazing. I'm, I'm in Miami, so literally Sedona for you guys is like the beach for me. It's just, the, it's all around you. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, so I think... You have, um, do you have any coming up for the people that are in Phoenix yeah we chatted about that a little bit um I, most I have one coming up this summer I'm gonna I'm gonna post that on my Instagram and then I was telling her I just moved spaces so hopefully in the next three weeks or so I'll be hosting um, a group session so you'll have to come are you doing anything like online or is it all just very private? not yet so I I can't get with the Zoom like these. I know a lot of breathwork facilitators do Zoom. I'm just, I like to feel the person and I, 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 I can't connect over Zoom. I'm just struggling with it. And so um, for now, I'm doing everything in person. But I have people that fly out to me or I fly out to them. I was just in Utah. I had a group come from Utah here. So we make it work. There yeah. was life before these phones. <laughs> it, it really is a difference, though, because I will say there's a um, yoga shala in Delray that I used to go to, but now I'm in Miami, and they don't – I mean, I could still go there, but it would be like a half-a-day adventure. Yeah. Um, and literally, phones are left on the other side of the room, like outside when you enter in the shala in the yoga studio – Mm -hmm. It really does change the entire energy and the yes. experience. And you really feel, you truly do feel more connected back home, back home in your heart and in your body. And it mm -hmm. was, it's just always such a beautiful experience. And, and there really is a big difference of reconnecting with yourself because you mentioned about electromagnetic energy. Yes. And we are our own energy fields. Yeah. And we take on other people's too, you know? Definitely. Yeah. 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 For those asking, this live is always saved. So yes, we have you covered. And if you are watching the replay, we still would love to see your comments in the comment box below. So we will look at them. If you can reach, um, you can go to Dr. Shannon's Instagram and she will have the links put up soon. So you can access her future retreats coming up and anything else that's about to happen. So 
Awesome. Do you have, okay, so you shared a few tools, but towards the end, oh, one thing that we always ask. Yeah. Daniela forgot to ask this time. Usually she, we, we'll we remind each other. She always asks like the relationship stuff. I really am like relationship with self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you're in the space of growth and as you guys have grown and building your own empire and you're striving to create more your friend circle. Can we talk about that for us for, for a yeah. about how as you're evolving and you're diving more into your growth work, um, not only with yourself, but also your family, because you guys are your own team. Mm -hmm. How has that changed the dynamic of your inner circle of friends? Number one and number mm -hmm. two, how do you know it's time to evolve out of that? creating the separation so yeah. and evolve. You have outgrown your circle. I know. It is kind of sad, um, but it happens, and it, it definitely happens, and it needs to happen. Um, gosh, in the beginning, I felt it the most because we were transitioning from where we were to kind of where we were going, and it happened quite quickly. Um, so as we, he was becoming more successful and I was along that journey as well, um, there was a lot of jealousy, um, a lot of comparing, a lot of uh, just, you know, people that you thought were your friends saying things behind your back. Or I remember one time, you know, when you send a group text message and you don't realize that the person you're talking about is in the group text message. Um, I got that one. I was like, wow, tell me how you really feel about us. Um, so, it, that was hard. That was really, really hard. And it's very lonely. Um, and I remember feeling very alone for a, a long period of time. Um, and then I think we got to a point where it settled in. And I probably had done enough work on myself, too, to re realize that part of it was probably my stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and making those new connections with people that were in a similar space or at least wanting to be in a similar space. You know, a lot of the people that we're not friends with anymore, they were very content and that's totally cool too, but they were content with not growing and not transforming. Um, and they're still doing that, which is fine. But for Cody and I, you know, we had a different vision for us and our family. And so we needed people that were gonna push us um, to be better. And hopefully we're doing that for them as well. But that's hard, that's not easy and it's not like, there's this giant pool of people to choose from. You know what I mean? So um, getting yourself in the right rooms uh, is huge. You have to put yourself out there. Um, you have to network um, because you just never know who you're going to meet and that connection that you're going to make. Uh, and, and so many of those connections have been made at a mastermind or at an event or, you know, going to a networking meeting uh, because we're all, we're all, wanting the same thing we're all wanting this you know transformation and growth and i want to clarify something people that are alive or on because i've actually gotten the feedback um somebody from a fake account of course message oh, yes um and said um oh well you guys just sound interesadas interesadas means um that you're just looking to get something like you're um mm. like not a golden like in it for yourself yeah in it for yourself exactly but when we're looking for relationships i kindly responded like it's 
in a sense you you are you know because that's your time is valuable so the time right. share with people and that give and take that's how you have to view it either they're taking your energy or they're giving you energy so you mm -hmm. do have to be mindful about the people that you choose to surround yourself with so yeah. if everybody just looks at their self and values their self for example like a bank account you know you want to be depositing 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 you don't want somebody to be withdrawing all the time because then guess what? Yeah. You're left with your hands empty yes most likely be left even worse off than you originally were we hear yeah. so many times about people that just yeah. give give and give to certain individuals without setting boundaries and that was actually one thing that i had to learn because i myself went through that journey um and tanya thank you for that you know was the first one that taught me oh no girl you got to put those boundaries and people that let's use the word woke to yeah. what an actual friendship and relationship should look like will see it as a, a negative but knowing somebody's boundaries is always going to be a positive because then there's no toe stepping you're never gonna offend somebody or or just be left with bad vibes because you already know their boundaries that they have with you so mm -hmm. being able to set those boundaries and being having those clear intentions is so important absolutely yeah mm -hmm. and then i think too like once you start going down that journey it's like it all happens for a reason these mm -hmm. people clear out, right? Mm -hmm. So that you can focus on yourself. We're not worrying about the riffraff now anymore, these crappy mm -hmm. friends. Focus on yourself, growing yourself, clearing out all the crap, all the garbage that you're carrying so that now you can bring in this new fresh relationship or this new fresh uh, friendship, right? Yeah. Because so, a lot of times the baggage isn't even, sometimes not even ours, it's baggage that our people are offloading on you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have let that shit go. I have. <laughs> there's two things. Like I had. Um. I have in my mastermind. It's funny because when you when people are going through growth and even us, like I did this, I'll be the first to admit. Oh yeah, I did that. I'm like, I'm not proud. Yeah. It was a phase, and nobody was there to guide me to tell me that was a phase yeah. of growth. As I'm like, oh, you're toxic. You're toxic. You're yes. a bad. I'm like, chick, you were the virus first. That right. <laughs> virus so now i got a cleanse virus and now i've outgrown it but I, yeah that was my mirror yeah so, always so i mean it's also taking responsibility of like oh that was me and i'm grateful that's not me anymore i'm you know as you know i said like awake now um yeah. but when you're talking about the space of being alone uh, one of the things when i did shadow work my coach had told me you know many people would rather sit in their shit so mm -hmm. they'd rather not be alone and have like calm it's something that's comforting of the known even though it's toxic they'd rather sit in their shit than just be in emptiness for a little bit of time until yes. they then can go into that next phase so when you're in the space of where you're talking about aloneness mm -hmm. and you're opening up back your heart because the heart does hurt it's painful yeah. when we lose number one ourself when we're growing and we ha are, we are allowing a segment of ourselves to die yeah. and also the people we've attracted. So how the space of trust of allowing new people in, because I know for me, 
I had a, I had a few years of a phase where my heart shut off because mm. I was afraid to get hurt like that again from friends. Right. Right. Yeah, that is hard. Um, and I think knowing, I know that no matter what, I'm going to be okay. And so I allow myself, I allow people to come in because I know even if they leave, I'm still okay. Mm. And so now if I have that outlook, I just, I, I open with love to everyone regardless. Right. Um, and I give that same love. And then what I get back is what I get back but I don't need them, right? This is me. That's all, that's all coming from me. So I, that's, just, that's just been my outlook, but that wasn't always my outlook. I mean, there was always like a, why me? Why is this happening to me? Why do I have no friends? Why does no one want to be my friend, right? Um, but I think many, many, many years of healing, working through, you come to that realization that it's not about them. It's about you and your love for yourself and give it to yourself. And you have the ability to do that. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. We talked about so much. So if somebody was to leave with like one thing to incorporate today, even though you gave a lot of tools and the humming and the breathing and the, you know, movement, (laughs) one thing, if there was one thing that you would feel the most impactful for somebody to start with today, to feel mentally strong and prepared for whatever was coming their way to operate at higher levels, what would that one thing be? It's going to be what we talked about, giving yourself permission to feel. Because once you give yourself permission to feel, you're going to start reconnecting with yourself and you're going to remember who you are. And ultimately, that is the goal, is to remember who you are at your core. We were born perfectly, perfectly made, right? There's just been a lot of stuff that's happened along the journey to kind of mud it up a little bit. We just have to go back to how we feel, reconnect with ourselves and remember who we are. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Your energy. Thank you so much for everybody viewing and sharing your time because you could be anywhere else, but you chose to be here. So we we hope we provided (laughs) value for you today. Drop your comments below. Share this with people you think will find value in it. And remember to mind your business this week until next week to elevate your business, your mindset, and overall your entire life. That being said... Have an amazing week, everybody. And thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You're amazing. Keep doing this work. I love it. All right. We love you and we appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you hanging out with us today. If you found value in this episode, subscribe and share with your business besties. Head over to TanyaCOliver.com and claim your free thank you gift. Remember, you deserve to look, feel, and live life as your most elite self.